one of the topics that people always talk about on forums with headphones and speakers and anything audio related is bass. Bass is a big topic that I think is misunderstood in terms of what real bass sounds like. And uh, I see this for years and years and years in the two-channel side and the speaker side of things. And it's the same with headphones. It's like you think about it like what is the reference for bass, like real bass, right? How many people know what real bass sounds like if you've only heard it through a pair of speakers in a room, right? Difficult, right? Difficult, difficult to have a reference for that, don't you think? I suppose it is, yeah. Usually in your everyday life, there's not a lot of things that naturally produce a huge amount of bass or low-frequency energy. And it can be really difficult to then know what is perfect, what's right, when it's not something you're super familiar with. I think uh, maybe a, a bass drum or something like that, a kick drum, whatever, that's kind of, sort of, as close as practical of, of a thing you get in kind of everyday life that you might hear. But even that, it's not copious quantities for the most part. You could get people with preferences that are looking for way more bass than what you would naturally hear. And it seems to be one of those things where a huge number of people can't seem to get enough. They want to keep turning the knob up more and more to get more bass. Yeah, volume does tend to give you more bass. Mm. <laughs> more volume, more bottom end, more top end too, though. So at some point, you run out of the ability to do that. Well, the, the the most natural thing you would hear, I think, for like just impact of bass and just power would be like salutes and fireworks, you know? Yeah, you know, that's the, true. Boom. Like, yeah, that's, an that's explosion. Yeah. yeah, actually being there. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's Any way different than like seeing it on a yeah. YouTube video of something blowing up. Yeah, <laughs> or in our younger days, you'd get like, you know, M80s, K88s, you know, little, you know, quarter stick of dynamite. Boom, it's got, it does have quite an impact, an mm -hmm. inst instant impulse to your body. You could feel the wave on some of the larger works, and that's... That's true. That's real bass. Yeah, that's hard to reproduce. Yeah. Like, when was the last time you heard speakers? It sounded like yeah, the building was exploding. They don't. Yeah. yeah <laughs> not possible. I don't think it's possible to do it that way. You know, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I suppose something like that is a reasonable example because you really get the sense of the power from the explosion. You get the sharpness of the pressure rise. Yeah. And it's really hard to replicate that with speakers unless you have an extraordinarily fast driver that is also capable. You need a lot of power, so much too. energy. A lot of power. I mean, the power yeah. of that shockwave is tremendous to, that hits you, you know? You could do it. You could do you, it. You know, you do it, uh, you know, thousands of watts, stacks of uh, subwoofer cabinets, which, I mean, you, you could get out of a concert and stuff like that. That kind of replica. But you're not doing fire. They're not doing, f they're not recording and playing by fireworks at concerts. <laughs> no. They're beating on drums, which is a different kind of bass than that. But still similar. You have an impulse. You have an impact. And then you have the decay of the drum, you know, and whatever, however the mic picks that up, you know. Well, the other example would be uh, rockets. Like, yeah. you can't replicate them any other, you have to go to see it. Yeah. Isn't it like 180 dB or yeah, something like that? Yeah, pretty loud. how close you are, yeah. but they're loud. I mean, you can't, yeah, there's nothing that will reproduce that kind of noise, except another rocket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they uh, do sound intense in person. I don't think anyone's ever made a rocket for a home theater system. <laughs> No, I don't know if there's value play in that. At different frequencies. Mm. <laughs> it could be trouble. <laughs> Control the rocket. An uh, explosion exhaust. subwoofer? Yeah, yeah, an yeah, right. It's, yeah, yeah, it only works once. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, Back one to boom. the Future. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah Marty hits it. Yeah. <laughs> that had to be cool one time. It's like that, yeah. Yeah, that. That's hard to reproduce. Oh, it's like mm -hmm. a 4D movie. Like all the explosions, you have actual explosions set up, so it only works for that movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, you gotta reload all these shells. Well, what was that movie <laughs> with the uh, the submarine movie from back in the day? U five seven one. U five seven one. That had pretty good sound. I heard that on a pretty big system, multi channel system. I think every speaker had a sub, mm. a big sub, and uh, that was a pretty cool. The depth charges in that movie were freaking really good, but you had to have some subs. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, forget it. It's not like yeah. I remember, boom. yeah, listening to it at the little <laughs> little sub that you had, yeah. and it's just like you just hear it dying over there. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's huge a room, and just like yeah. I mean, at least two good thirteen inches, you know, if even not, that. But yeah, you need like four. I'd say four would do it in a room. Depends on the room size. Yeah, true, true. You got to have some power. We're talking a couple thousand watts per sub. You know, it'll do it'll do a pretty good job, <laughs> but that's what it takes, right, to, for that movie to reproduce. And I, I, when you get to that level, though, when you hear something like that, it is scary. Like I remember, we did it at a show once at a trade show in the middle of the CES floor. We played that mu- movie in a kind of like a makeshift room that they had in in the middle of the convention hall. You know, but bottom line is, we had these huge subs, and people would come in there and they would actually some women would want to with their husbands, and they had to leave. They were scared mm. if if they were actually fearful because you're watching a movie with guys stuck in a sub which is i guess if you're kind of claustrophobic yeah right it can be an issue right there and then now you're being surrounded by these booms and mm. <laughs> explosions right from outside the sub and now you feel like you're there mm. so much so that you gotta leave mm. i get that that's not a usual problem no <laughs> yeah but to do that with headphones well that well, would be can't yeah. not gonna happen <laughs> right unless you have those subs in a room and you happen to have the headphones on your head mm-hmm. But anyway, that that type of bass, again, very difficult to duplicate. So, you know, when you hear about these bass heads or guys that really like bass, it's like, what are they actually trying to do? Like, what you know, what are, what are they reproduce? Do, do they know what they're actually trying to get at? What's their trying to? What's their end goal there with a bass response? I don't know. I don't think there really is an end goal. I think the trouble is, in high end audio, it's really hard to get a lot of really good bass. Now, you can get a lot of bass. It's really easy. You get a lot of subs. You crank them, crank them up. You'll get bass. No problem. But as it turns out, it's quite difficult to get very good bass. And especially in headphones, it's one of the things that tends to be very challenging to get done right in a reasonable volume level. Um, and I suppose it's open to interpretation how much volume people are looking for. People have very different views on that one. Because if you look at what measures flat according to most traditional standard targets, uh, a lot of people tend to want more. The less trained observers tend to want pretty much as much bass as you could throw at them. They're always turning the knob up. But there does seem to be a bit of bias, and it seems to be the uh, higher-end listeners uh, tend to prefer the bass crack down a smidgen. But it's hard to say if that's because they don't want the bass to interfere or because that's all they want. Well, that is part of the problem. Mm, bleeding into the mids and such. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a combination of issues. It's the driver itself. It's the it's the room or the area that's around it, surrounding it. In that's you know the, whether it be between your head and the ear, and the uh, within the um, ear pad, or whether it's in a room. Um, rooms are a huge issue because rooms are highly affected by the bass that's played within them. They have. Mo- depending on their dimensions, length, width, and depth, and you could look this up if you want. There's calculators for this, but you set up room modes or bass modes within the room that either cause nulls or peaks of the bass response at various frequencies, and they're usually multiples. Like you might have a say, you got a peak at 32, you'll have one at 64, you'll have one at 128, 
And so, yeah, when you're really exciting the room with, with bass, the room being excited multiplies that effect and creates its own bass response. And you hear, for most people, unless you have a very specialized room, the bass, the bass within the room, you're hearing more of the room than you are the actual speaker driver, yeah. which is another issue altogether. Yeah, I ran into that setting up my uh, sub. It's sealed, so it's not making any port noise or anything. Yeah. I was moving it around, and I, I hit a point where, yeah, there would be bass, and I could hear things like rattling around me, but I was in a null, and it was just not, it was dead, you know? Right. But I hear the whole room shaking. Yeah, you could walk three silent. feet, <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden it four. gets louder. Yeah. And you could walk, and if you, you could try that, if you play a constant tone in a, with subwoofers, so you put out 50 hertz or 40 hertz, 50 is probably a good number. You don't blow things up too bad. Mm -hmm. And you walk around the room and you listen to this 50 hertz, you'll find that every so often it gets quieter, then it gets louder, then it gets quieter, especially if you walk the room boundaries. And you'll find that, uh, you know, depending on your seated position and depending on where you put the place to subs, this affects space. But see, that's the problem, right? There's no reference room that people use. There is no such thing. So everyone could have the same sub. People could talk about having this particular sub, but within a room they all sound different. So then what's your reference for bass? You don't know. It's not, it's not possible to know that. It's kind of like when we talked about the reference flat right. in a video back away again. What's flat? You know, What is flat? There was, we've, we came to the conclusion that there is no such thing really. There is a solution with th subs though. Yeah? Yeah. You, people just get more of them. That's oh, what yeah. it seems like people usually do. It's like, yeah, yeah I got another one. It helped out. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a good idea because yeah. well, each one works less hard. If that's a way to put it, mm. <laughs> they're not working as difficult. You, you need to, you can turn down, with more of them, you could turn down each individual sub. They're not as taxed. And it actually, um, doing that, having multiple subs in a room, reduces the effect of the room modes. Right. Because you're not exciting one part of the room dramatically with one sub. By turning them down, you're exciting the room less and it's spread out in space. So the room modes are actually spread out too at different frequencies. So it's not. You kind of, if you had 10 subs in a room and each one affected slightly a five hertz difference between effect, right? Think about it, right? You you kind of, at some point, you kind of level it out. Yeah. You know, this one's at 45, well, that one's doing it at 50, well, this one's at 50. But, eh, okay, so now you, it's not as much of an issue where you have these up, you know, peaks and nulls in a room. It's but not I, perfect, but. Yeah, but anyway, I might, talking about headphones, though, same deal. It's like, you know, headphones, I think that it's a different problem because we're talking pressure. They got to create pressurization to try to mimic what people hear in real life and you need power and pressure to do that you know and these headphones that are running on 100 milliwatts or something can't create pressure can't not enough power there to drive it they can create the bottom end but they that initial impact that that explosive nature of real life things like we said fireworks can't do it with a low blower power device well, I think that's why people like really high-powered amps on headphones, you know. They just yeah. got that limitless yeah. power. Yeah, right. I mean, that helps a lot to make to create a more lifelike, in terms of the, the, the initial impact of the bass, the pressure, the initial impact of a drum or whatever, an explosion. You know, you, you, yeah, and, 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 and the corresponding wavefront that comes after that, that the mics pick up, but you usually don't hear because it just winds up being a <laughs> or a it's well, like it's, not, it's not there. You're it's trying not. to reproduce a highly energetic event. You need a lot of energy. A lot of energy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or like so, like you said, listening to a rocket, uh, trying to play back a rocket going off, even at a distance. You know, hearing that plume, that flame, the way it burns, and it's got that 
gurgle to it or whatever. I don't even know. Is there a word for that? That mm. Mm. I haven't heard one. Presumably yeah, there is. There's got to be something. Is, yeah. But there seems to be a lot of regularity to it. It sounds almost like like a bag flapping in the breeze or yeah. something like yeah, that, right. which is strange because you wouldn't think that this device would be able to create such a noise like that. It's a continuous flow of hot gases. And for some reason, that's how it sounds. Probably at the nozzle, it's not like that. I mean, where it comes out. But my guess is just the sheer heat of it and what it's doing to the air around it yeah. is changing the sound. The heat and superheating of the air. Presumably, there's some like sort of lightning. effect that's causing that. You yeah. Know? yeah, like lightning, yeah. Yeah, it's the same deal. It's you an get, incredible amount of energy in a yeah, pretty small you're space. You're burning the air, and the air is expanding so quickly that it's, it's, a, it's more of a random event, I think. Than, well, it's like a sonic know. boom, yeah. It's like the air yeah. can't get out of the way quick enough. Yeah. So it goes. Boom. Yeah. How do those sound played back? I don't think. I've, I don't think. I've ever I don't know. Sonic I don't boom think I've ever listened back. to one. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone who has a sonic boom in a freaking song. It would be hard to reproduce. If anyone knows about that, let us know in a comment. Those YouTube videos, I say. Yeah. 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 That won't cut it though. We need. It's like, not really. Yeah. You watch it on like a laptop or iPad. Yeah. That won't right. Work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you can see where I mean, and, and, and my experience in general has been with dealing with people for decades, and that most people don't really know what good bass sounds like. They really don't because they just aren't like you said before that you don't experience it in life you know compared to music it's hard to come across you know, unless you're a drummer and even if you're a drummer you might not really be listening to the same thing that we are because you're busy playing the drums you know you're not you're not really picking up on well presumably the, you'll be used to the the visceral impact the feel right. of the bass but that doesn't necessarily mean that's exactly what the thing from your perspective is going to sound like uh, outwardly yeah. right if if you're playing back a finished recording doesn't necessarily mean it's going to sound precisely like it was if you were sitting next to the drum because usually that's not how it's mic'd. That's not how it's intended to sound. Um, So it is difficult to know what's right unless you hear a huge amount of systems and you hear some references in real life. But unfortunately, bass seems to be the thing that's hardest to do perfectly. And... There seems to be no approximation for some reason. There seems to be very difficult to come across something that's pretty good or pretty close. For the most part, most things aren't very good. And when they start getting good, it seems to more or less happen all at once for whatever reason. Like uh, if, you, if you want something that has good levels and good sounding bass, um, that seems to only really work out in a very small percentage of gear. Um, it just seems to be so incredibly rare to come across. Yeah, it's it, bottom line is that it's a lot. You've really got to know your shit to be able to put together a system that can produce proper bass, accurate bass in a room. And then even with the headphone, I mean, our 1266 is noted for having the best bass in the world in terms of a headphone. And there's a number of tricks we played to be able to get away with that. But not only that, not only are there tricks involved, it's the design of the driver, it's the strength of the magnet, it's the sheer amount of power that it requires to, to drive it properly. I mean, all these things are, you know, demands that we engineered into the headphones so it could do bass like that. That was one of our biggest goals when we designed the six. We wanted to be able to do accurate, powerful bass. And uh, it, it, wor- it worked out. But, yeah, bottom line, though, is that with headphones, it's difficult to do because you just... They're just really not designed to move a lot of air. That requ- that's required to do low frequencies like that in you know in real life. Headphones are traditionally designed around low energy. They're usually set up so that you have a good seal, 
and the energy that the driver produces is coupled very tightly to your ear with high efficiency. But the trouble there is there's potentially a moderate discrepancy between the energy required to replicate real life in the low end to the high end. And it takes quite a bit of energy to get that very powerful feel from low frequencies and really not so much in the mid-range and up. Uh, the power requirements usually are very, very trivial for most headphones. You can give them 10, 20 milliwatts, maybe 100, and it's plenty. But if you want to replicate a rocket launch, <laughs> an yeah. explosion, uh, that's just not going to cut the it. The dynamic range you that's, run into you, physics. that's required in the low frequencies. Yeah, phys yeah physics. It's just you physically need to move air and quite a bit of it fast. Yeah, and there's no way around that. Well, I guess IEMs here physically like putting something in your ear that's the you know right yeah it's so. a better coupling so you need less energy but that maximizes coupling because right. you're sealing it to the ear canal right. yeah but even then there's even no then, it's way still very challenging there's no way that that bass out of that thing is going to sound like it would in real life it just no. it can't do it you know i mean it could do it to a, a higher level than other some other things in in audio playback and you certainly are avoiding all sorts of room issues, but now you're dealing with the ear canal <laughs> and its variability. So, you know, I don't think it's much of an issue in the bottom end for ear canals. I think it's more of an issue in the mids and upper frequencies. Well, especially if you've got custom IEMs, you know. Yeah, which is your best bet. Well, it'll give you the best seal. Yeah. But then again, the reason you got to get a seal out of them is because they're using a few milliwatts right. to create this energy. And again, your, the acoustic power that's there is tiny. Relatively speaking. It seems to be more or less an intrinsic issue or limitation with the traditional design of drivers and headphones. Um, so what you usually find is anything that's active, they EQ the bass up to get the expected response. Because most people find that they want more than they have mm. with bass. That's a very common complaint. Yeah, you ever been in a rental car? First thing Always the bass is cranked, right? <laughs> yeah, really. Right. Everyone. Yeah. It still ain't enough. Yeah. And it sounds like shit, enough. too. But. <laughs> but see, that's difficult because yeah. not only do you not have particularly loud bass and people want more, but it sounds bad because yeah. now you're pushing this hardware way too far. This, this hardware isn't made to have this much exaggerated bass compared to its design. So you're trying everything you can to get bass out of it, and it's just screaming. It's not doing a very good job, and it gets flabby and mushy, and it sounds slow and anemic. So you have the energy, maybe, but it doesn't sound proper. Yeah, so really, to, when you to boil it down, I mean, what accurate bass sounds like is a bit of a difficult thing to explain, difficult thing to experience, unless you, unless you are given a system or a headphone that can do that, a, syst a system and a headphone, I should say, because you need both. You need, the, you need the drivers, speakers, and you need the system that has that capable of playing in a, with that, at that level of headroom and dynamic range. You know, so it's a bit of a kind of like what is flat, uh, what is real bass is a difficult is a difficult thing to to know unless you've heard it. <laughs> and it's a little open ended yeah. because some people will think bass is crazy high on something, and other people will think it's way too low, not enough. Yeah. Um, so it really depends on taste and perspective. It's one of those things that, unless you're talking about something that you could replicate in real life, it's very hard to know what's right um, and there's a lot of times where the bass is exaggerated in the music either because they expect people want it they expect it'll make it more popular or uh, maybe just because they think in your playback chain you're not going to have enough power 
to do it right. And so they, they crank it up um, yeah. before it gets to your ear. Well, that brings us to the pro world, right? Which is like power. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and they have EQ. They can do whatever they want. They're, they're at the uh, beginning end of the chain. They're mastering the music. They're, oh, you mean the they're setting the yeah. settings. Yeah, at the recordings of the pro. Yeah, yeah I'm at, oh, sorry. I meant, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I'm well, like I'm playback. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a whole different Racks of amps. Yeah, right. Yeah, the real limitation is power because it's outdoors. Sometimes. I mean, yeah. you got to push a lot of air outside to be able to create, create bass. You need a lot of air pressure because it's an, oh, there's no room to help you out there. You have infinite space that <laughs> you're moving air. And it's that's a lot of air you got to move uh, when you're talking about being hundreds of feet away from the, the source, you know, or more. But, um, but yeah, anyway, it's uh, – but I, what I was talking about on the pro side in terms of recording chain too, you know, they – they set the levels too. They can make the bass drum sound louder or quieter on a per mic basis and so on. But so that's a variable as well. But in the end, though, I mean, accurate bass is extremely difficult. It's it's an elusive thing. It's difficult to do accuracy and and depth of bass. You know, and uh, and and then there's to me there's bass within the bass, which you know you don't really hear people talk about much, but. The bass within the bass is just like it's. There's detail within the bass that most people never texture. extract. Yeah, I mean the rolling of the drum skin. The skin when you hit it, impacted on a drum, rolls. It, it's a decay. It's like water in a pond, and it's it's wild when you look at it on a slow motion. I know there's some YouTube videos on that, and um, it's wild what it does when. I mean they're hitting it hard. Symbols are the same way. I yeah, think we talked about ripple. Yeah, the, the metal just goes whoom, on slow motion. It's like, and the mics are picking that up. But you know, a lot of playback systems won't just aren't capable of playing back that wave front. Yeah, they're not. It's, they're not perfect sine wave crashes. You yeah, know? it's like all it's a distortion yeah. of the. Uh, it's kind of like a when the train's coming at you versus going away. You know, you're creating that different wave the front. Doppler. Yeah, effect. it's like a Doppler. Of, it's a bit. It's a, it's a low wave Doppler built into the device, into the symbol or the drum. They're pretty complex. You know, it's not a straight wave. Right. And the mic's picking it up, but most playback systems don't really can't recreate it. It just it it congeals it into one tone or one one frequency. You know. But I've heard it. It can be played back. It can be done. And you've got to have a lot of things optimized. I mean, you could do it with our headphones. You could do it with some really good speaker systems, with some really good systems. You can do it. Hmm. You know, I was just thinking a really hard thing to play back. Hmm. Top fuel drag car. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's like 10,000 horsepower. So what, like, it's physically like, what, 15 megawatts or something, like, <laughs> that's creating that. Yeah. So to reproduce coming that. out the exhaust pipe. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the actual energy is coming out the exhaust. It's got to be because the efficiency loud. isn't particularly high. So a lot of that energy is being emitted as noise. Mm -hmm. It's pretty loud it's in the stands. It's got to oh, be yeah. about 150, 120 it's dB. Loud, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's almost as bad as a rock. Doing that with a speaker. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Right. That'd be a like to be significant. Like, I can't array. tell the difference yeah. from the real event. Yeah. I, I guess it is theoretically back. possible, but wow, the power you would need. Yeah, I don't think anyone makes a speaker that'll handle that kind of. You would need quite a few. That, that kind of yeah, power. more than one. Yeah, Insanity is what it would yeah. be, but yeah. maybe a lot of real small ones because that's a real sharp noise coming right. out of those exhaust pipes. It's, it's not like a. You probably need a combination of all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it'd be like two thousand eight-inch woofers. Hmm. Just plugged, a wall. Yeah, plugged right into right off the mains, yep. <laughs> right off a pole pig. <laughs> uh, we couldn't even. Yeah, I don't even know where you get that much power from. That'd be a pretty good amount of power. <laughs> That'd be a good start. But anyway, yeah, we're good. now we're going off tangent. Right. We might as well build our own 
buildings for our amplifiers like yes. in the past mm-hmm. video you know, it was our, our imaginary uh, system here because that's what we're talking about yeah you need some krell level engineering for that you yeah know. The krell, i got some yeah. ideas yeah the krell is in the krell from the forbidden planet krell that's right mm. yeah a lot of gauges mm-hmm. to the 10th power mm-hmm. that's what we need mm-hmm. yeah. yes the gauges yes that's what helps yeah well anyway um christmas is upon us so it's uh, this video is i guess going to be shown right around that time and um, well, so we should probably wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy holidays for everyone. Yeah. And um, everyone be well. Stay safe. Drive safe. If you got bad weather, shrug it off. <laughs> <laughs> if you have good weather, enjoy it while you can. Take care, everyone. Thank you.